Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. This episode's a little different. We're going to be doing a mini-series. This is our first episode in our mini-series through October, just to kind of celebrate all things spooky. We want to bring back some of our favorite guests and see what they're up to and see why they love the spooky season so much. On this episode, we have Katie Boyle. You remember she is from Ireland and does comedy in New York City. She also has a podcast, The Shift Podcast. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Katie Boyle Comic. I was about to say dot com for some reason that <laughs> felt the direction to go. Katie, how are you doing? Thanks for coming on. I'm great. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I see your star keeps burning brighter and brighter. How have things been going since we last talked? Good. I can't even remember how long ago it was when we talked, like a year ago? No. Oh, I don't, know. don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my uh, heart tells me it was like four-ish months ago, maybe, but I have no idea. Obviously, it left a big impact. <laughs> oh, but it's just like I feel like I did um a lot of stuff. I don't know. It just feels like would have been in the pandemic. Well, I'm gonna check. Well, no, we don't have time. But I wonder when it was. I think it was longer than four months ago. I mean, you can check. We have all the with editing. We have all the time in the world, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it feels like four months ago to me. It could have been longer. You're you're probably right. June 11 is when you messaged me. So yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, that was 2018. (laughs) In a past life, maybe. Um, You're right. So yeah. So I guess only like three or four months ago. So I'm curious, how has comedy been in New York? I know like here at my theater, we're only letting vaccinated people vaccinated people in and they have to be masked during the show. Although that kind of is touch and go. A lot of people just take their mask off during the show because they're drinking or whatever. How has it been for you all? Yeah. They don't have to wear a mask, but they have to be vaccinated, but everybody in New York, most people are vaccinated. So. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I wouldn't say most people in Georgia are vaccinated, but in the city, I think the majority of the people that are going out to comedy shows are anyway, we haven't had any backlash. We were a little uncertain you know, just because you see all the crazy stuff where people get pissed off about having to be vaccinated. But so far, so good. Are you guys, does it seem like people are comfortable going out again and stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, they they were comfortable pretty much during all of it. Like people, yeah, people seem comfortable. And have you been doing like pandemic comedy do you have like a bunch of bits based around the pandemic or are you kind of staying away from that um yeah no i don't have anything based on that because 
that's not like you know i just it's, i just don't find it really interesting so i just don't really care um yeah i don't i don't care about the vaccine i don't like i like of course would hope that everybody gets it so that you're better but i just don't i don't have any strong opinions um on any of that stuff uh the pandemic is grand it is what it is and just kind of get on with it like people are so f- people moan a lot and you're like shut the fuck up like it is what it is just keep going get on with it is that a very Irish attitude towards the pandemic, do you feel like? Or is that just a Katie attitude towards the pandemic? Um, maybe Katie. Maybe. That's probably an Irish attitude in general, like kind of get on with things, which can be good and bad. Sometimes maybe there's stuff you should address. But uh, Ireland was worse for the pandemic. Like we was in a way we didn't have like more cases or anything. It's just a much bigger lockdown. They were like mm-hmm. what they had to what they went through in Ireland is like, I guess, sociology experiment for how long people could be locked inside without going crazy. So when Americans are moaning, I'm like, shut up. Like, seriously, they're like, my rights. I'm like, come on, get out of here. Well, I know Australia is still in like a pretty serious lockdown, you know, so it's everybody's certainly going through it, I guess, in their own way. Well, we're not here to talk about the lockdown and vaccine. That's just a a little uh, day in the life, I guess. So. I know when you were on, we talked about kind of lore in Ireland, and I know you talked about some of some personal haunting stuff that happened there as well. But we really covered the gamut of fairies to to trees to everything that's haunted. But growing up, did you have an affinity for Halloween? Like in Ireland, is it a celebrated thing? Of course, sure, originated. What do you mean? the the where halloween comes from originated um in celtic culture so i believe it was originally in ireland um like i know it's all now uh i can't think of the right word but i'm sure you know the word that i'm trying to say like it's all like oh i can't think of the right words what do we live in now where you buy things sell it capitalized capitalism yeah well you know because it's the same way like uh you know the day commercialized commercialized but like it's basically like our day of the dead type of thing so it was a a, like a ritual uh holiday it was really important part of the culture long long time ago um when there was druids and stuff like that so uh, but i love halloween halloween's great irish people love halloween um there's always big bonfires which i think is like bad for the environment now but uh that was big when i was growing up you'd go to the bonfire you'd trick-or-treat Halloween decorations. I actually was just telling my boyfriend that we would put peanuts, you know, like the fully peanuts before you break them open. And they're yeah. like, uh, you'd put them around as decorations. And he was like, out of all the stuff you've told me about your culture, that's fucking weird. <laughs> that is odd. <laughs> so I guess you guys don't do that. Well, so did you go to university in Ireland? Yeah. Okay. Is it, so, you know, in America, like it's, um, it's obviously a big party on Halloween. Everybody gets dressed up and like, parties extra hard on that night was it is it kind of the same vibe in ireland um yeah but not just in university like even for young like teenagers they would go out and throw fireworks at each other and everybody's drinking it's a big celebration yeah well that's true and because you're drinking or the drinking age there is what like 18 yeah but people start drinking at like 14 15 16 yeah so it's not that part of it isn't quite as like you know but it's a big celebration yeah and people would dress up it's with a crack um what was your like growing up? Was there a go-to costume that you wanted to wear all the time? 
No, maybe like basic, like a cat or something, but never anything too. Did I you did say like year, a cat? Yeah, yeah, I don't think. But I did one year like paint a bunch of my friends' faces, like I, you know, like uh, really detailed. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, one of the guys, I did him like two face with like half his and all the teeth and stuff. Um, when he's like, when his face has half melted off. Um, but also there's like a meal we have. It's like called Kukulin or something like that, or Kukulin or something. And I remember my grandmother would cook that only at Halloween. It was like a Halloween dish. Um, and then we would watch Halloween movies all night. So that was a load of fun. So in America, we like go and terrorize neighborhoods and like toilet paper trees and that kind of stuff. Did you all get into that kind of shenanigans? No, no. nobody chose toilet paper places. That's an American thing. But um, they would, there would be people who are like not good people in society that would throw like bangers in people's um letter boxes so like uh or if you had a cat uh, it, during halloween you always keep your cat inside because there's these like i don't know what the right word for it, other than like deranged hooligans would like blow up your cats what <laughs> yeah and like a lot of old people would they would throw bangers so they're like these little explode explosion thingies in their letter boxes oh and stuff. God. so your letter box is your front door so it'll literally go into your hall like crazy shit so what yeah you always make sure your cat was inside and um yeah, because they're just mental, little psychopaths. That's insane. Um, yeah, I, we definitely grew up doing like the toilet paper housing. We didn't like egg houses or cars or anything. Um, but I do remember one night, I was probably like 13, 14, whatever the age is where like your parents start to trust you to go out you know, like you're okay. You're with a group of friends. You can go out and do whatever bullshit you're going to do. And we got chased by, uh, as you might say, hooligans, um, for like six blocks telling us they were going to kill us and they were throwing like fireworks. So, you know, they weren't blowing up cats, but they were trying to blow us up. Um, and, and that was pretty, pretty horrifying. Definitely got the boo part of Halloween that night. Since you've been in America, is there anything like, have you, do you go to haunted houses? Is there anything that you've kind of picked up over here that you have as part of your Halloween tradition? No, but I want to go to a haunted house this year. I've been to haunted houses and I went to one in Amsterdam and it was great. I loved it. So I do want to go to one here. Just never got around to it. Um, Halloween is, doesn't seem as fun here for whatever reason, but I guess back home, like if I were at home, you'd have the regular television and they usually show spooky movies and like it's a bit more like, you know, I don't know, it's a bit more spooky. So, uh, but I want to go, I'm going to go this year to a haunted house for sure. The one I went to Amsterdam was great. It was like a lot of actors and there was one guy though who pretends to like rape you. So that was a bit weird. So I think that, yeah, I don't think that they do that anymore. That's real 2021. <laughs> Yeah, that was like 10 years ago because they all the actors do different things trying to scare you. Yeah. And one of them, he pulled me back and he was like, so I'm going to pretend that I'm like, you know, raping you for the audience. (laughs) I was like, that's a bit weird. That's really (laughs) fucked up. So, yeah. But other than that, the whole haunted house was great. And then you go in at the very top, there's a roller coaster inside it and you go down that. So I love all those things. I love scary movies. I love that kind of adrenaline. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because we are still, you know, in a pandemic. So there may be a lot of people who still don't feel comfortable going out for Halloween and partying and whatnot. Are there some scary movies that you would recommend people see this Halloween? 
Okay, well, I'll go. Okay, we'll go from genres. Best okay. zombie movie is 28 Days Later. Yeah, I agree. Hands down. Yeah. So good. Because you get the fright, but like it's like exciting, especially that part where he's running around the house. You're like, Jesus, Kaleem. Oh, yeah. Great. I would say a um, the next zombie movie for me after that is Shaun of the Dead. I don't know if you've seen that, oh, but for different yeah. reasons, you know. Shaun of the Dead's great. Yeah. Um, and I love I Am Legend as well, but I think 28 Days Later is a bit more fun too. Yeah, yeah, and it's just so well done too for a Our horror movie. Train to Busan is great. Yes, I just saw that, I think like a couple months ago for the first time, I finally got around watching it. Man, that um, that hits all the elements. I mean, for, you, you know, I think one of the things those movies struggle with is like, okay, they get the scary out, but there's no emotional attachment to the people yeah. that are happening uh that movie you definitely feel emotions i, mean, I don't want to give yeah, away any spoilers but yeah, yeah, yeah 100 i think that's the the key for those kind of yeah. movies also i guess people should watch classics more so like old school like i love also binging like and this is like just a fun but like binging the scream movies so being like okay we're gonna watch before these whatever there is in a row that's always a lot of fun what um, now wait you you're i mean i don't know i'm guessing you're early 20s right early to mid 20s no i'm 30 i'll be 31 in what two weeks yeah, yeah. okay well i guess it's the irish that age as well because i just assumed you were early <laughs> 20s never mind i was gonna be like how the fuck did you watch get into the scream movies but i guess that would have been yeah. just just late enough to get you well i've also got my brothers into it so we watch that sometimes and i go back but that's a good kind of old easy fun yeah throw it um, on yeah yeah what else is good well like... now are there any movies that were filmed in ireland that you would recommend for a good scare there is apparently one but i didn't see it so i don't know if it's good i heard there's one um so i don't know about that to be honest okay <laughs> didn't mean to put you on the spot there's great movies filmed in ireland like intermission the guard waking uh ned divine uh the snapper commitment. what is the snapper i was about a woman who gets pregnant oh, okay um, <laughs> the commitments is they're all great uh and there's a lot of great comedies but i don't know about horrors what other genres is there so we've done slasher zombie um, um what about like uh like where you're trapped somewhere like the cabin movie or something oh, you know i, I don't know those. what oh, i don't know what you call oh. those but well, it's not a classic, but um, Creep, Creep One and Creep Two was good, and that's kind what of what is that? Somewhere, that's uh, Andy Dufresne. It's uh. a bit mad. Um, they're good. They got like a hundred percent round tomatoes, and that's like you're trapped in a, ca- a cabin and trapped in a house. And then I was gonna say one there. Oh, a ghost one that I used to love as a kid, and it might not, it might be shite now, but I watched it a couple times as a kid. Was remember Haunted House? Yeah. And like there was that part where, uh, it was like it's the the wire flipped up from the the violin and took her eye out or mm-hmm. from the piano or something god that, i used to, we watched we would watch that for, uh, when we were kids like as a scary movie to watch i was just saying now what about like an unsuspecting horror movie or not even a horror movie but like a movie that you didn't think was gonna like scare you but it's something that still bothers you today like for me an example was et when i was a kid and saw oh that for God. the first time it like fucked me up and i cannot watch it till this day it Any- traumatized me i couldn't look out the window at my grandma's house because it looked like the window in their house where et is like roaming around yeah. inside. that scared the shit out of me <laughs> also vanilla sky 
really psychological horror yeah. like fucked up shit anything where that that always fucking terrified me so yeah that just that stuck with me for years that one of the last movies i saw with penelope cruz where i was like this is a fucking great movie i can't remember the last time i saw something with her in it what was the movie you saw that you thought was great oh no vanilla sky that was like the the i hate it i was 14 it traumatized me that and a a black swan and then there's oral stein books i would read them growing up as a kid and they're always like silly spooky and there's something when it's like about ghosts and stuff that you're like whatever but i read one of his books and the whole theme of it was it was like mental illness so like there's a kid like and he's talking to a ghost but then it turns out he just has like multiple personalities sort of i was fucking 13 and i was like oh my god Am I going to have multiple personalities disorder? Really? No, you're just going to be a comic. That <laughs> really scared me. That's a real fear. That's real. Those type of things is like real, like, because like ghosts and stuff, you're like, whatever. But yeah, so Cape, there was a movie. Um, I think we talked about it on your podcast or talked about it with somebody else. It's a Stephen, it's based off a Stephen King book, but where there's a wolf man and he comes through a village and they have to sacrifice one kid or he kills all the kids. Oh my God. And I saw it when I was young. Again, I would stay up all night watching like stuff. Nobody was minding me. Um, and it stuck with me forever, that movie. And another movie as well, where there was like a ghost in a castle. It's from like a 1970s movie that I watched at 5 a.m. when I was 10. Um, and they briefly show someone and she's like trapped in this torture sort of box thing you know those old egyptian torture box things like a coffin and they stick nails in you and then you forget about her and at the very end of the movie when it's like zooming out and like there's music and credits it just flicks back to her and she's still in the box and her eyes are moving back and forth and you're like oh fuck she's still alive jesus now did you grow up watching are you afraid of the dark was that something that you all um yeah Yeah. we also did i say this on your podcast we had um podge and raj nightmares before bedtime did i say that in your podcast i don't think so what is that they were two puppets podge and raj um, this is I, they're irish and uh, they were in their beds they have red hair and they're really like fuck this fuck that you know type of like <laughs> okay. irish characters yeah and then they tell nighttime bedtimes like horror stories and it was fucked up it was kind of like twilight zone shit like oh. i remember when they were talking about some guy who like was convinced something was in his head so he like screwed up in his head Ugh. it was like crazy shit is that but, something yeah. you can still find yeah you can just google on youtube i'm sure yeah that sounds um interesting yeah are you afraid of the dark i think that's another one of those things that et that kind of i stayed away from from horror genre till i was like mid-20s probably and now i love it but love horror. i, I just never I, there's a there was an episode of are you afraid of the dark where I think like a girl was in a well and there was like a barn and I just remember it really freaking me out as a kid, like learning that those were options in life, maybe don't really exist, but it's like a, you know, 10, 12, 13 year old, you think anything can happen. Right. So, absolutely. well, what about new media? Is there, I mean, I know you're a busy comic, so for our audience that isn't in the comedy scene, um, people like Katie are doing sets all the time. I mean, your your life is on a stage with a mic in your hand, so you you may not have the most time to consume a ton of media. But is there anything new that has kind of caught your eye from the horror genre? Oh, you mean like new movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of time to watch. I watch too much movies and TV, to be honest. 
Um, I did watch that movie about the blind guy, uh, the original one. So there's a, it's out in the cinema now, number two. But I don't forget the name. But that was a really fucking. Scary. Where they go into like try to steal stuff from his house and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was good. My friend told me Candyman is shite, so it's disappointing. Oh really? Okay. Oh, the VHS movies—they're great. Those horror movies. Okay, so I have a funny story about that. So I um. I'm ordained, I got ordained to do a friend's wedding, like pre-pandemic. So probably 2019. And, uh, so I'm doing the wedding or whatever. And I meet the, uh, the, it was the bride that I knew. So I met her husband, obviously, and his brother was there and we're talking and he tells me, you know, he's an actor. So we're like kind of connecting the dots of who we know in Atlanta. And I keep looking at him and I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. And I was like, have you been in anything I would have seen? Cause you look really familiar. He was like, oh yeah, I was in VHS. And I was like, okay. And he goes, yeah, you've probably seen more of me than you realize. And I was like, were, and then it hit me. I was like, were you in the scene with the vampire lady in the hotel? He was like, yeah, you've seen my dick. <laughs> I was oh my like, God. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. That, that was a mod. That was serious. That part. Yeah. Mental. But VHS yeah. is more like art than movie. Those shorts. Yeah. I, I really enjoy those. I mean, I, yeah. I want to say, I can't remember if, if I've seen three of those, but I've definitely seen two iterations of VHS, but um, I think it hits a lot of notes. I mean, even just the way they introduce the short stories, like in that first one being on VHS, you, you know, I mean, yes. it, it kind of reminds me of uh, the ring a little bit yes. um, when there's like significance and, you know, or magic built around, or I guess a curse is what those really were. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, that's a good call. VHS is great. I know it used to be on Netflix. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon or somewhere. There's so many streaming services now, but. Hush be... is a good one on Netflix as well. What, what is it? Hush. The deaf what, girl. What is that one about? A, a guy tries to rob a deaf girl. Okay. <laughs> She's, it's just like spooky. It's sold. <laughs> um yeah like the opposite that, of the blind guy one yeah <laughs> it's a reverse does she know like martial arts or anything or is she just no but i think she's just like fights back basically okay good that's great yeah <laughs> now if you have to go super super old school is there one movie you would recommend like did you ever watch like children of the corn or anything like that oh Oh, yeah, I watched all of those. I watched Children of the Corn, Corn, <laughs> Damien. Uh, Damien was one I watched a lot. Uh, what's, what's, oh, The Exorcist. Yeah. That was great. Poltergeist. Yeah. What do you like better, Poltergeist or The Exorcist? I can't remember. I can't remember. Probably The Exorcist, but I can't really remember. I watched them as a kid. Like, I watched Damien every Christmas, like a little psycho. <laughs> <laughs> were you a latchkey kid like do you know what that means no um so like latchkey kid is um when somebody literally like a kid has a key to get into their home and nobody's like keeping up with them like you kind of just run your own life as a kid oh yeah my mother had mental health problems so she was just like in bed crying the whole time she's not doing well and she was just like uh, not no she, she wasn't a fifth parent but it was fine um i do remember one time watching a spooky movie and someone trying to break into the house and like looking up and seeing them trying to use the a shovel to break in 
But like the way the curtains were, they couldn't see me, but I could see them. It was like blinds. So I just kind of rolled out. I was in my grandmother's house and I was like, we're being robbed. Wait, so you were watching a movie where that was happening and then it happened in real life? No, no, I was just watching a movie, but I'm for sure I was probably watching like a spooky movie because I was a bit obsessed with those. Um, or maybe just a regular movie, but I do remember like being on the ground watching it. Like, you know, the way kids would like lie on the floor yeah, and yeah. look up. And I looked up so I could see through the blinds and there was a guy with a shovel. Um, and my mother was sitting on the couch watching the TV and I was like, do you see that? And she was like, just roll out and go get your grandmother. So she just stayed there because like she didn't want to move. So I ro- rolled out and I was probably like 10 at the time, went and got my grandmother. My grandmother called the police and the police came. But when they came in the back garden, this robber guy, so he had the shovel trying to open the window but he had also taken, he'd taken the stuff out of my grandmother's shed. He had like a mm-hmm. big um, scissors thing. What are they called? Like pliers. So he was going to like kill whoever the fuck he like. He knew like there was no reason for him to take out the big scissors thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Yikes. we were lucky. Yeah. That's really scary. Yeah. Well, So I'm curious, you are a comedian. You know, there's always this frame of thought that a lot of comedians grow up with an interesting childhood we'll say, you know, like we all have baggage or whatever. Do you think the fact that you could watch whatever you wanted to at a young age and you kind of ruled your own life and maybe had to grow up a little sooner, do you think that all impacted like who you are as a comedian or the fact that you went into comedy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have ever done comedy if I'd had a normal childhood for sure. And I'm sure most people don't have normal childhood but there's different degrees mine definitely was fecked up for sure um but I wouldn't be doing comedy no no I'd probably just like have met someone had normal life had normal relationships had kids I don't think so I don't think I would have moved to America because uh, that whole path I cut out my mother when I was 18 because she was like emotionally and um, abusive she was you know, it was every day was horrific and it was a lot of like stuff like that armies would do to their you know where mm. you're like oh that was my childhood right. <laughs> here um but so cutting her out set me on the path that like i you know i ended up dating a guy who was kind of abusive which is usually what happens you know people usually yeah. date what they know and then when i finally broke up with him he was really annoying for a whole year like trying to get me back and stuff and so i ended up moving to america because and she was she had never ever said like let's talk about what happened why are you leaving even though I was 18 like and most children will leave at 18 but like they this was like a huge drama a huge insult right um and she I got a job at a different place and she started like sleeping with the owner but we weren't talking so at this stage it's like six years out I'm not, still not talking to her I'd just broken up with a boyfriend and he was pretty pissed off about that she's like fucking the owner of this hotel for no reason like she doesn't need to be plenty of other it was all just like psychological shit, you know, she like yeah. she enjoys this. Um, and so I just bought the ticket to America and came to America. And then I started comedy over here. I saw a girl doing it and I was like, that's so funny. I want to do this. People, people say I'm funny. And then I tried it and I was like, this is fun. It's going to be a lot more work than I thought, but I'm going to do it. Well, now a lot of the comedy I see you do that pops up like on my social media or if I go through your TikTok. It seems like it's a lot of like um, relationship humor or observations. Do you ever delve into your past and do that kind of, um, I don't know what you call that humor, but you know, where you kind of take people through your life and compare 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely have jokes about my family and like my mother and stuff. I don't really put that. I've put one recently on TikTok and Instagram um, just because it's my favorite one. But for the most part, I don't really put those ones up because, well, A, I'd like them to be an album. B, when they're fully fleshed out. I, there's some, you know, that involve my dad as well. So I'd like to run it by him before it goes up on any uh, platform. But yeah, I do talk about it. And it's just yeah. like, it's a little darker, but I know, like I would have wanted to talk about it when I started comedy, but it just takes a really long time to be able to feel comfortable with that yeah. and make it funny. And I feel like when you figure out how to turn that into comedy, it's like a lot of gold in there. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's yeah, so it's, true. It comes from such original. a true, yeah, true yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I feel the same way about, I mean, I didn't have the same childhood um, by any means, but I do feel like having to grow up, having to be in a, uh, in adult situations from such a young age definitely put me on a path of kind of chasing a childhood throughout the rest of my life, (laughs) which I think is what draws me into comedy and kind of entertainment and that kind of stuff. Well, um, you know, I can't resist not interviewing somebody when they actually come on the podcast. So thank you for letting me delve into the psychological there for a little bit, but before we get you out of here, if you had to recommend one thing that everybody should absolutely do on or before Halloween to celebrate Halloween, what would that thing be? I think having a movie binge and make like Halloween. So get your treats, make a, I love the Halloween dish to call. I don't know how to pronounce it. And it's my own country, but it's like called Colin or something like that. But like make like smoky food, smoky, spooky food and treats and like hot chocolate and have a movie night. I think that's the best. Hot take. Candy corn? Yes Candles. or no? Oh, I don't know what that is. Candy, candy corn? I don't you don't know what candy corn is? I'm just saying two words. <laughs> I know candy and I know corn. I know what candy corn is. It's like the, the triangle candy and it's like a white, yellow, and um, red kind of coloring. Candy is what sounds like pedophiles get give kids to get them into vans we don't say candy in ireland we say sweets um candy sounds like like perversive um and i don't like your sweets over here because it's all full of fructose corn syrup shite gives me spots look at this have one chocolate bar break out but um we'll put that down as a no for candy corn yeah no and with that i'm noah daniels i'm katie boyles katie Boyle comic go look at my new my new joke about my childhood. And make sure you check out Katie on all her social media at Katie Boyle Comic on Instagram and TikTok. She's got a lot of awesome stuff going on. And this has been our first mini episode. Let us know what you think. We're going to be rolling more of these out throughout October. And Katie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.